So, you want, I would have brought candy. I didn't know. Rabbi Bessa? Yes. Hanukkah? Uh oh, you're here. 2022. Okay. No, no politics today. Okay. I guess. Yes, sorry. Wow. Wow. Oh, no, no, I really have to Okay, here we go. Um, the sheets that I have, I'd love you to use because I want to show you that I don't make these things up. Okay, so we have a goal tonight. So first of all, the first question says, Everything is, by the way, in English and in Hebrew, so I'm not going to put anybody on the spot. Uh, I'm just going to call on you, and if you don't know the answer, we're all going to make fun of you. All right? This is not the goal of a teacher. What does Hanukkah actually mean? Okay, it says it right there. Hanukkah actually means to dedicate something. So, for example, if you buy a new house, right, everybody knows, what do we have? We have a Hanukkah HaTabayi. When they made the first Mizbeach, the first Mishkan, they said Hanukkah HaMizbeach. It says the word Hanukkah in the Torah. During Hanukkah, obviously what happened was that the Yevani Mitzamea the Beit HaMikdash, and we rededicated the Beit HaMikdash, and therefore, okay, doctors sit over there. Medical doctors sit over there. Okay. Um, yeah, and therefore it's called Hanukkah. Okay, it's the dedication of the altar. On a basic level, the word Hanukkah means inauguration. Indeed, Hanukkah celebrates the inauguration of a newly built altar in the temple. Very nice. But for us parents, Obviously, that's why you're here. And for us teachers, obviously, that's why you're here. Hanukkah has a much deeper message. What other word is in the word Hanukkah? And the word is... Guys, you just have to look at the next thing. It's not that difficult. Right? Hanukkah is education. In the word Hinuch. Some point out that Hanukkah is related to the word Hinuch, education. The priests issued decrees against Jewish education for circumcision. The mitzvah that begins the Jewish boys' education. On Hanukkah, we celebrate our freedom to provide our children with the proper Jewish education. Before I even go on... I'm going to quote a pasuk from last week's Baal Shabbat Yishlach, that's last, last week, this week by Yishev, we're going to go into, and that is a prophetic, seriously prophetic prayer that Yaakov said to Hashem before he met Esav, right? That was last week. And he says, I'm sure you remember this, Hatzileini na miyad achi miyad Esav. I'm sure you remember that. And of course, if you just look logically, everybody would ask that question. Would you like a sheet? You guys want sheets? It's your job. So, so everybody understands, if you would be reading that puzzle, guys, what question would you ask? By now, we know who his brother is. So to say, Miyad Afi, Miyad Isav, is redundant. Agreed? So the Gemara says, and the rabbis say, that we have in our lifetime as Jewish people, two threats. The threat of Esav, the threat that wants to physically harm us, right? The Hitler Esav, the Haman Esav, and of course we have the word Achit, which is my brother. The one that wants us to be our friend, but leave the religion. Be like us. That's the threat we're facing today. How do we fight, or how do I say, defend ourselves? What do we need? We answer with a very famous Hubbard-Time question, and then she I'm going for something to do. And here we go. And famous question that Hubbard-Time asked in last week's Hubbard-Time, the one about Yishlach, we learned the story that the Malach of attacked Yaakov, right? Because he attacked whatever it is, Jewish values. Why wasn't there a Malach that attacked Abraham? Why wasn't there a Malach that attacked Yitzchak? Why only Yaakov? Because each of the fathers represents one of the three... Okay, 
gift. So this has bothered me for years. I come from a family that doesn't give presents, they give money. I give, we give, I give. We give all of our children money, we give our grandchildren money. It's an old, old custom to give kind of gifts. Why is that such a big custom? The answer is that in real Jewish education, ladies and gentlemen, we don't just give, we enable. And that's today's viewer. We enable. I know that everybody likes money, but when you give somebody a dollar, it has nothing. The dollar is nothing. What does the child have to do? He has to take that dollar and do something with it. That's the lesson. The lesson of Hanukkah education is we teach them Torah, we teach them Midot, but the goal is to enable them to take that lesson and to make them a better person in the Jewish way. We got it? Here we go. Okay, so Yeshu Ladim Po, but I guess I'll... Uh, there's a little bit of a... Okay, I'm going I'm I'm to focus on something that happened yesterday. It's my favorite story in the world. I lose it a lot. So maybe I'll just hint a little bit. You'll see as I get along, you'll figure this out. Ready? We're about to say Hallel. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to start with a basic question. Why is Hanukkah eight days long? Everybody knows this question. Most famous question in Hanukkah. Right? They found the Pachshemin, right? They didn't have enough. They said, hey, no, 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 no. But they had enough for one day, correct? So if they had enough for one day, no. So the first day wasn't a uh, miracle. Right? So it should so be seven days. Right? So there's a basic answer. I wrote it just in case you looked it up yourself like I do. They divided one night of oil into eight portions. We're actually each portion. She's, they knew it was going to take a whole week. So they took and they divided. So therefore, each night was a miracle. Beautiful. Everybody got that? That was very fast. Good. But I want to teach you something very special of what is the most important educational lesson we're supposed to teach our kids. I don't know if you signed up to a one that this class is going for 10. Is that okay? <laughs> Everybody all right with that? Uh, Amy didn't think so. No, I didn't think so. All right, here we go. Okay, so we're, we're about to go into a story, but we'll figure this out. Okay. All right, you'll let me know. We're about to say Hallel starting Monday morning, Correct. There is a piece in Alel that's fascinating. It's called B'tzeki Yisrael Mimitzrayim. Everybody knows this piece, right? Yeah, you, oh, you have one? Yeah, okay. B'tzeki Yisrael Mimitzrayim. When the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, Beit Yaakov Me'am Lo'ez. There's another Perush. Haita Yudal Dekotchon Yisrael Mamsholotam. Each of those is very pretty. But I'm not going, I'm going to the third line. Everybody ready? Hayam. Guys, it's English there. Don't worry about it. Hayam Ra'ah Vayanos. What does that mean? The sea, it's funny actually. The sea saw, the sea saw, and what did the sea do? Ran away. Okay, what sea are we talking about? The Jordan, it says. What sea are we talking about? The Red Sea. No, it's later, right? Okay. So the sea saw something, right? And ran away and split. What did the sea see? Is the question. Does anybody know what the Midrash is? Really? That is amazing. Well, no, that's yours? Okay. <laughs> come, you want to sit over here? You want to come sit over here? Or is he actually coming? <laughs> you want to negotiate a... No, it's okay. Oh, that's not why. I want him to take over. I to negotiate a... That was excellent. So the Midrash says that the sea saw... You can see here. This is his water. Yosef made his his um, his children promise that when they leave Mitzrayim, they're going to take. You guys remember? They're going to take his his bones with them, and they did, and they carried. So, it, what does that mean? What does it mean that the sea saw and then split? 
So the rabbis say, of course, because what does it say? Vayanos. You see Vayanos? You see the word Vayanos? Where else does it say Vayanos? Let's turn the page for a minute. This is where it gets a little funny, but we'll figure this out. Okay? Okay, so let's just hint this a little bit. So we know what happened, right? There was a certain uh, Mrs. Poe. Everybody knows that? Yeah, Mrs. Poe? Yeah. And Mrs. Bow, yeah, yeah. And yeah, everybody knows the story? So I don't have to explain? Yeah? So Mrs. Bow took part, right? Magi Kayo Mazet, it was that day. Nobody was home. But she says, she grabs him, and she says whatever she says. What's the next word? What's the next word? Vayanas! Whoa! Vayanas! Vayanas! And then, of course, the next pasuk says, Vayanas! Says Vayanas twice by Yosef. Says Vayanas here. We got a deal. Are you kidding? Of course, it says Vayanas. It has to be something deeper. So my Rebbe, my Rosh Hashiva Rebbe, Tuvia Goldstein, may he rest in peace, said the following. The seed didn't want to split. Because the seed said, I'm nature. Hashem made me this way. This is, I work for God. God doesn't say, I stay where I am. What are we going to do? All of a sudden, he sees the Adon of Yosef. And the Adon of Yosef represents that the Jewish people are lemala minatema. The Jewish people are greater than Teva. They defy Teva, I'm sorry, nature. They defy nature. They can go way above anybody else. And who was that? Yosef. Are you listening carefully? It didn't split because Yosef went to Zium Hashas. It didn't split because Yosef started SBH. It split because of that story, ladies and gentlemen. That story. The ability for a human to overcome something that's almost, and I can't go into depth there, but you all understand, something that's almost impossible. To fight that Yetzirah, that put yourself top of the charts, guys. Top of the charts. I want to talk about how did Yosef have the power to do that. Yosef's Jewish education was limited. When was he sold? How old was he? 17 years old. <coughs> 17 years. How did that happen? Oh. So there's a Rashi. Is she going to answer the question? Are you taking care of the rule, <laughs> Says Rashi, he went home right to do his job. Rabu Shmuel, guys have to be a little uh, discreet. Somebody, I'm looking at the Rashi, it's number four. One pedush is that he came home just to do work. Right, You can look at the English yourself. He was about to break that. He was about to break that. He was about to lose that high level. What stopped him? Ella, He saw an image of his father, like Musafa. Did I get the right name? No. What's his name? Mufata. Mufata. So an image of Yaakov. What does that mean? What does that mean that he saw an image of Yaakov? First of all, he did not have a picture of Yaakov in his pocket because there was no pictures in those time. So you're going to say, all of a sudden, he thought of his father, and, and what did that do? It scared him? Maybe. So I'm going to take you on a little trip. Ready for a little trip? Here we go. Are you ready for a little trip? Yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, no, he's all right. Okay, here we go. I'm going to take you a partial before. 
in Parshat Vayishlach. And I'm going to show you something that makes no sense. I love things that don't make sense, guys. Because then we go look and let's make sense out. So this is right after Yaakov finishes his, his actual physical meeting with Esau. Okay? Everybody see? Number five. I know it. Esau goes home. Yaakov goes to a place called Sukkot. And he went into real estate. That's a good Jewish guy. And built huts for his sheep. Okay. So I am very, very, very finicky about Sukkot. So the name of the place is called Sukkot because he built a hut. Really? Why doesn't it say, and he sat down and they called the place Sit Down. Or what was so special about building a sukkah? Now, if I say the word sukkah, what comes to mind? What do you think? It gets worse. Ready? Do you know that each holiday is assigned to one of the Avot? Again, like we said before, Avot. Guess which holiday is assigned to Yaakov? Sukkah. Why? Because he built the sukkah for his animal. Therefore, the holiday of sukkah represents Yaakov. Are you sensing my uh, not understanding this? Let me explain what's going on. Sukkot is associated with our patriarch Yaakov because it's what I recall that after Yaakov met his brother Esau, after they parted in peace, Yaakov journeyed to Sukkot and built himself a house and for his life they made shelter. Very nice. So what's the shot? Listen carefully. Ready? The reason this place is called Sukkot is because there Yaakov built pens and shelters for his herds and cattle. The Torah purposely does not say Lissukot because it was not called yet Sukkot, right? You may well ask why the Torah bothered to mention the fact that Jacob called the name of the place Sukkot. Perhaps, here it comes, here it comes, get ready. The reason is that Yaakov was the first human being who expended so much time, energy, and money in order to assure his animals a degree of comfort in summer and in winter. Is anybody an animal uh, uh, activist here? So obviously Yaakov was the first animal activist. So they're making a big deal of the fact that he cared about his sheep. And that's why they called it Sukkot, and that's why Yaakov is an amazing guy. And that's why the holiday is Sukkot. Anybody know the threat yet? Very nice. Moshe Rabbeinu did not do the first three Makot. Does anybody know why? Moshe Rabbeinu did not do Dam, did not do Tzvardeya. Why not? Say it again? To what? The water. The water? Are you in Disney World? He's not going to hit the water because the water is going to start crying? The water is going to say, hey! The highest level of Hakarata told ladies and gentlemen, is to be an African object. Because that's total 100% Hakarata told it's always nice to say thank you. But you know how it is. If it's another person and there's nothing more, you say thank you, right? You should always recognize. But when you say thank you to mommy, like mommy goes, oh, you have another <laughs> lollipop. Yeah, just, you know, we get something out of that, right? Come on, say thank you to the, oh, you're the best teacher. There we go. Karatatov. Karatatov is a midah. It's a characteristic trait. It makes a person and when a person realizes when something good is given to them, 
they need to appreciate and they need not to take things for granted when it's an object that has no feelings it's the highest level Yaakov was a multi-millionaire what made him a multi-millionaire? how did he become rich? what was his business? anybody know? where did he succeed in Laban's house? with what? cattle he was a sheep guy the sheep made him wealthy. And if the sheep made him wealthy, he owes the sheep. And that's the highest level of Akaratato. And therefore he was Mechadesh, Mechadesh. If you want to talk to animal activists, it says Kiddush, no one till Yaakov cared about sheep. I mean, you know, their well being and they should be warm, they should be fed. This was the house that Yosef grew up in. We teach by example, ladies and gentlemen. That's education. This is what Yosef saw in his house. Sukkot. What's the season of Sukkot? What happens in the farming uh, time, in the agricultural world in Sukkot? What happens? Harvest. It's a harvest. We bring everything in. Some people have more. Some people have less. What do we have to learn during harvest time? to appreciate whatever we have. What do we do in our houses in Sukkot? We leave our homes, and we go to a little hut. <laughs> We're like sheep. We go to a little hut to say that whatever Hashem gives me, I am grateful for. So Sukkot is the holiday of Hakarat And therefore, Yaakov is the father of Sukkot. So all of this Hakarat How are we doing so far? We're okay. Ready? Guys, we're getting there. We're on page three already. Here we go. So that was one proof. I don't think you ever picked it. I shouldn't say this. Maybe you picked it up. Okay. This is in yesterday's parsha. Okay? I want you to watch sometimes a little word. I didn't pop this till I saw it. Hop means to grab. I didn't grab this until somebody <laughs> told me this. Okay? So he's saying goodbye to Yosef. Yaakov is saying goodbye to Yosef. He's sending him to go check on the brothers, right? This is, of course, the story that led to, unfortunately, that they threw him into a pit and they sold him, right? Look at the conversation. Last conversation between Yaakov and Yosef. I mean, not last, last for 20-something years. You see, again, I didn't write this. This God wrote this. And by the way, okay, Jeannie will tell you, she comes to a lot of my classes. Do you know, on YouTube, you should know this too, do you know that there are so many things, parts of history, during Yaakov, Yosef, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, that are not recorded? Hashem only wrote certain points. So why was it so important, right, to write this guy? What about all the other conversations? I'm not going to mention all that. There are so many other conversations. So if Hashem writes these conversations, there's a reason. Look what Yaakov says. Nice, nice. Your brothers are out working in the field. Go check out what's going on with your brothers. Can somebody read the next three words? Go, oh, come on. Really? Yosef, go check out how much sheep is doing. Why is that so important? He hammers this into his kids. Yeah. Watch out for the tone. This was the last words that Yosef heard on his way, and then he was gone for 20-something years. 
Okay, so it says this fits in well with the basuk. Go down to the welfare of your brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The owners must take care of them as well. Now, are you ready? Okay, again, I have to be a little bit uh, discreet, but here it goes. Let's now look at that story that Yosef, right, wins top prize in the eyes of God, in the eyes of Am Yisrael. Let's see what actually happened. This is the back story. Ready? I'm going to read it. You guys pick it up on your own. This was this week's parasha by Yeshev. Now, Yosef, everybody says what's going on. Yes? Is that a yes? Somebody tell me yes. Okay. And I'll get to that in a minute. What does the word mean? He refused. Do you see the notes on top of Ayyema'en? Shal Shalit. Could you tell everybody you're Balkari? No. Can somebody? You're Balkari. You want to you sing Ayyema'en? No. Amen. That's it? Yes. Oh, yes. Like that. wow. Yours is better? All the juice out of the Ashkenaz. Are you going to do it? You are. I'm going to do it. It's called Shal Shalit. It's called Shal Shalit. Go. Three times. Ready? Here it goes. No? Ah, the boy. I need a homie. Shall sell it. Can you do it one more time? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do it one more time? Yeah. No, no, I want to do a body thing with you. Go. So go. How beautiful is that? The shall sell it is describing his struggle. Again, I can't get too... Struggling. That means he's he's there, almost there, and he doesn't know what to do. He needs something, Brooklyn. He needs something, you know, you know. Oh, oh, donuts. There's that donut. I want you to listen to what he says, and you tell me what's the bottom line, uh, not emotion, the bottom line value that's stopping him. Ready? This is him talking. My master, your husband, he let me do whatever I want. He gave me a beautiful job. And everything that he has, he gave to me. And then you got to There's no one greater than me. He never stops giving me anything. Only you, right? Come on. Come on. What's holding him back? There it is. And then he ends with two words. Oh, by the way, it's the funniest thing. He spends a half hour talking about how much the owner is such a nice guy, Mr. Potivar, and then goes, oh, by the way, it's a sin also. Clearly, the value of Akarat Hatov that he saw in his house is what came up to save him. In my humble opinion, that's what Rashi means, that he saw the image of his father. He didn't see the image of his father. He remembered the Hakarat Hatov. 
He remembered that concept. My wife was brought up in a home of a person who lost his whole family to the Holocaust. You should see what it means when the kids fill up the bowls with cereal and eat one bite and throw out the rest. My wife kept the kid and look at it. Because that's how she grew up. It's, it's in her bones. That's chinuch. You don't teach by just saying, you teach by doing. And he taught him hakarat tatov. Unbelievable. Are we okay? All right. And therefore, and therefore he, he basically... So, and therefore, the chinuch that we're talking about, the enabling that we talked about, is not just tell your kids something, but once they are immersed in that midah, if there's a midah of anava, if there's a midah of, of there's so many beautiful midot, that's the chinuch. You ready? I got ten minutes there. I still got it. Okay, now we're going to go a step further. There is another type of education that is very important to that same thing. Are we ready? Can we flip the page for a minute? Let's see if you're going to pick this up on your so for those who, you know, we're on page four. That's a good thing, guys. There's no page five here. <laughs> Tell me if you can pick this up. This comes from Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson. I love you. Listen to him. He's excellent. So when Yaakov was told that Yosef was killed, right? He wasn't killed. But he was sold. He was killed. By Yikra, Yaakov Simulotav. Taurus clothing. By the way, a reference to Kriyat Gadim, by the way. And you should know just a Pihalacha that the original, original time for somebody to tear clothing was at the time they got the news. That was the original mitzvah. But the rabbis changed it because they wanted to make sure that people were there and it's done correctly but the original Kriyat look right there by Kriyakov Simotov he was told he's dead and he tore his clothes he sat in sackcloth by Yitabel Abeno Yamim Yamim Vayakumu Kol Banav Vechol Benotav by the way fascinating just as the slideshow does it bother anybody? Vayakumu Kol Banav Vechol Benotav Lenachamo what daughter? What are you talking about? Dina. That's it. Who are these girls? So Rashi says it means his daughters-in-law. First time we ever saw daughters-in-law being talked about. And you guys never know this, right? Rashi says they were girls too, but they were never talked about so much. Fascinating. Okay, side job. So they came up to console him. I, I, I refuse. So some people, by the way, if you want to go deep, guys, this is not my goal today, this part. People say that God forbid when somebody passes, God blesses the, the relatives. It's a blessing with shikha, shikha, that they learn to forget. They, they, you never forget, but you learn to somehow deal. Um, but that bracha only comes when the guy actually passes away. So unfortunately for Yaakov, Yosef never passed away, and therefore the feeling never, never, never came, and therefore he couldn't be consulted. Sideshow. Here's the big one. I'm going to say it again. Somebody jump up and say something. Come on. Same word. Guys, the same word. The same word that Yosef, right? The Torah says, is his Vayimah. What, did I say something wrong? Oh, you know this one? Did I say something wrong, Doctor? Okay. Listen to how Y.Y. Jacobson says this. It's beautiful. 
We have, um, in our community, we have a lot of beautiful things. We have some challenges. One of the challenges is OTD. OTD are people who are off the terra. Beautiful children who grew up in very from home, and they went off. Why White Jacobson says that the children said to Yaakov, Look at your beautiful daughters, daughters-in-law. They're all in Lakewood. They're in Israel. They're all learning. Look how many beautiful children you have. One kid who played with his hair. He dream, he's a dreamer. He's a guy. He went off. As we say in Yiddish, hatch. You have so many beautiful daughters. Why do you care so much? What big deal? So one didn't turn out so good. That's what Barnaby Jacobson says. The boys and the boys helped him. And he refused to give up. Refuse to give up. I'm not giving up on any of my children. Nothing. One of my favorite uh, stories. It's a beautiful story. I heard this from. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Um, okay, it'll come to me later. I'll call you up later in the middle of the night. Okay. Um, about somebody who whose child. You see, this a guy whose child went off, and his minhag was to fill up the netilat yadayim cups every morning to his children. And one of his children became rebellious and they went off. And two years later, he came back. And this rabbi asked him, what work is that? And he said that his brothers used to call him and say that daddy filled up the cup every day. Every day. When he wasn't home. Never gave up. I believe he's going to come back. So, why why Jacobson learns that that feeling of belief in him of emunah in his child, that feeling Yosef felt, in addition to what I told you, which was hakarat atov, he felt, he sensed, that his father believed in him. If you play this a little bit, what other shoresh is in the word vayimahen? Emunah. Emunah. Vayimahen, because he had emunah. How are we doing so far? Can I do one more thing? You guys are right. We're very stunned here. Okay, okay. One more thing. One more thing. Okay, so successful mothers are not the ones that have never struggled. They're the ones that never give up. The greatest gift of what you give your children. No, two more things. Okay. This is my favorite one. You ready? If you are a Dikduk person, you're going to be very happy with this. Can we go back to page two for a minute? Are you ready? And then we'll, we're almost done. Okay, so the Rashi. What does the Rashi say? Number four, right? Ella et lo dimut diokno shel avi. I need somebody to um, interpret, translate those words. et lo dimut diokno shel avi. I'm ready. I'll take any any volunteer. Come on, don't be. Isn't there an English there, guys? Of his father's face. Beautiful. How do you say appearance of somebody's face in Hebrew? Diyoken. Diyoken is the appearance. Diyokno is his appearance, right? Let's go back to the statement. Niret lo dimut diokno, right? He saw his appearance. Of his father. Too many hisses. Are we in agreement on that? The guy don't lose his. Brilliant. I mean, not mine. Not mine. Demut diokno. Again, it should say demut diokno. Right? 
Does everybody understand the question? Are you ready for the bomb of a lifetime? Here it goes. He didn't see his father's image. He saw the image that his father saw of himself in life. When I go through life, often, I think of myself, what would my father say or do if he was in this room seeing me do this? Because his image of me is not that. That's female. That's female. For a child to see what the parents expect from that child. And to try to live up to it. And that came again with Akaratato and Enunai belief in them. Oi. Okay. Should we tell the Rav Moshe Feinstein story? That's a great story. Go for it. You want to tell it? <laughs> Some of the things he didn't know. Okay, here we go. Ready? One of my favorite stories. Can I tell a story? And then I'll Okay, here we go. So, uh, Rabbi Shapiro uh, gives a story, a beautiful, beautiful story about um, a couple of boys. The boys could listen to this. Yeah, you could listen. Yeah, you know the story? Do you mean Rabbi Label Shapiro? No, no, Mordechai Shapiro. Not Mordechai Shapiro's brother. Mordechai Shapiro's brother. Oh, the famous singer? The famous singer's brother, right. He tells a story about a couple of boys that weren't so nice, and they were prank-calling rabbis. They would call rabbis at night and ask silly questions. He's nothing to do. So they prank called Rabbi Moshe Feinstein at 11.30 at night. You guys ever hear Rabbi Moshe Feinstein? Tremendous guy. Rebison says he's lying down. Wake him up. Whatever. Ask the yeah. ask Ramosha question. Ramosha right away says that his kid is dead. He goes, What's your name? Yeah. yeah. What are you learning? You're learning tomorrow? He says, Yeah. You're learning about Mamatsia. You know anything? He goes, No. He goes, Go get a Gemara. He says, No. He says, yeah, Go get a Gemara. On the phone. And he opens up to the dot. And Ramosha starts waiting for the night. If I was 40 minutes, did you get it now? Did you get it now? He says, I never knew Gamar could be so nice. Toastless? He goes, no, I don't do toastless. He says, we're going to do toastless. Okay. This is around like 1 o'clock already. And he starts learning and teaching the toastless. Let's cut to the chase. He says, Rabbi, this is amazing. He goes, now I'm going to ask you a question on toastless. And tomorrow I want you to go to school and ask your Rebbe the question. And he teaches him the question. Next day, the kid comes to class. He's raising his hand. The teacher goes, yeah, like, right, you know? He says, yes. And he asks the question. The teacher's blown away by the question. He goes, where did you get this question from? He says, my chabrusa. He says, who's your chabrusa? He says, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. <laughs> you know the end of the story. The end of the story is the kid totally turned around. And he told his rabbi, and he told his parents, Rabbi Moshe believed in me. That was it. If Moshe believes in me. That's the Chinuch. I end with answering our first question. You guys remember? No. Why is Hanukkah eight days? You know the nicest answer that I like? Yes, correct. The nicest answer, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that oil burns is a miracle too. When we come to miracle time, we look for the big moments, the big ones. Right? Oh my gosh, miracle. I can breathe as a miracle. I can see as a miracle. One of the eight days of Hanukkah 
is to celebrate the fact that you could put a light to oil and it burns. Hanukkah is about hakarat hatov. That's what Hanukkah is about. And when you say on Isid, we say lehodot lehodot Not to praise, to thank and to praise. So we shouldn't get lost in the sense of miracles. We're looking for the big time. The everyday, everyday miracle is the miracle. Because it's all about Hakarat. That's all. Thanks for listening. Hey, Google. Hey, Google.